How are you guys doing? Are you guys doing as good as I am? I'm doing great today. I am doing absolutely amazing. I'm having a great time. Uh, You know what I love today? Honestly, just hearing your voices during worship today was amazing. I'm sitting over here on the side. I, I, I can distinguish between the sound on the stage and the people who are singing there and the chorus of people who are singing out here. It was amazing hearing all your voices today. Can I just tell you that? It was pretty awesome. How many of you are, okay, I'm loving the snow. I am absolutely loving the snow. I'm like, it's, it's going to be cold. It's got to snow. God has been so gracious. I love this winter weather. How many of you went out today? It's like, it's so beautiful outside. Isn't it just amazing? We're supposed to get snow again tonight. Isn't that great? Yeah! I'm just saying. Oh. So today, you know, one of the things I want to introduce, you know, myself is Jeremy Bannister. I'm, I'm pastor here at Heights. And today we're going to be going over our vision. And one of the things that that isn't going to change in 2024 is we're still going through the Bible in five years period of time. But we get to start year two. Isn't that cool? Just in the, in a, the next week or two, we get to start year two. We'll talk about that a little bit later uh, for those of you who have heard that. But we take you on this journey with us. And what we do is we go through the Word of God by reading six days a week together. And then our sermon is based in whole or in part on the readings that we've done. And you can follow along with us on YouTube where we do devotionals based upon that same one. But we want you to be uh, a part of all that we're doing right now. So with that being said, we have these wonderful things because our our year two is called Lessons from History. We'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. But these little schedules have the entire year's readings right here as we're going to go through all the historical books. You can get those for free over at the information desk. So if you don't have one, go grab one and, and just be, you know, be prepared for what we're going to be going through this next year. It's going to be amazing. So we're going to be talking about our vision for 2024. It is good to have plans. You know why? Because if you don't have plans, you're guaranteed not to do anything, right? If we, if we make plans, I guarantee you I will do exactly what I plan to do. Nothing, right? Well, we make plans every year, and we want God to bless those plans, obviously. We want to be doing his will, and I believe that that we will be. Everything that we do here at Heights is really based upon the Great Commission, where Jesus has told us, you know, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, talking about Jesus. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. That is the mission of Heights Christian Church. So when we say love God, love God's people, love serving God, it goes back to this mission statement that Jesus gave to every single one of us. It's the fulfilling of the Great Commission. Well, we've done a lot of things. As a matter of fact, we do a lot of things. This church, whether you know it or not, this church is a very in-the-closet type of church. And this is what I mean by that. Jesus talked about when you go and pray, you go to the closet and pray so that nobody sees what you're doing. We have lots of people in this church who do lots of things that never really get seen. we got to change that a little bit. Because we want the world to know about Jesus, right? And that doesn't happen in a corner. It happens out in public. Now, I don't want to be, you know, so gregarious that, that's a good word. 
I don't want to be so out there that, that we're just, you know, promoting for all the wrong reasons. Does that make sense? We're here because we want to see the lives of other people change in Jesus Christ. That, that's why we do what we do. Everything that we do, every event that we have, every program that takes place, every class that is taught, every, every time somebody is cleaning the sanctuary, believe it or not, as small of a detail as it is, it is all done for the glory of God. And so would you like to know what we did, at least some of what we did in 2023 for the glory of God? Because I think in order for us to get a vision for the future, we also have to get an idea of what, what did we do? Because sometimes a whole year can go by and we think, oh, we just did the same thing we always do as a church, right? We, we did, I remember that. We went through Easter and we, we, we did this other. So, so let's, take a, let's take a look back at what we did in 2023. First things first, toward the end of the year, we had 157 people in attendance for our Christmas Eve service. Was that not amazing? That was awesome. And Paul had been praying and been believing and talked to you guys up front that we wanted to see 150 here. And we did our best not to do it. I went out of town and took like 10 people with me out of town during that time. It was amazing to see that God is bringing people into this place to hear about the good news of Jesus Christ, right? That includes a lot of new people who have been showing up consistently. We've got a whole row of people, a couple rows of people in the back back there who just started showing up, and they joined our church. We had like 13 people take our new members class. Was that amazing or what, right? And not just that. We've had five baptisms in the last month. How about that for awesome, right? Hasn't it been neat? Like almost every week or every other week, we're having those baptismal waters stirred up there with people making commitments, whether they're young or old or any place in between, to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Has that not been one of the greatest things to walk into? We have our opening song. If you guys get here late, this is what you miss. Just so you know, we do the opening song, and before even the announcements come out, we're baptizing people. Why? Because it's an act of worship. And we want to see more of that happening, right, this next year. By the grace of God, we will. You will see this beautiful box set. What else has happened? Well... You will see this beautiful box set in front of me. We put together 81 boxes for Operation Christmas Child, and we delivered 80 of them. (laughs) This one's still full. (laughs) When we were putting them all together, we counted them. I counted them all up. It was 81. You can ask David. like, we have 81 of them. And I filled up the back of my RAV4, and we took it for distribution. Let me tell you, it was full. It was totally full. Had, had some more room for a few more, but not a whole lot more. So 81 of them. I went down there, and they said, how many do you have? I said, 81, because I, I counted it like two or three times. But well, one had come, and we were doing last-second little things with it, and I had left it there on the counter. And David, when I got back, was like, what is, what's this one for? Oh, that's why it was off. So we got a head start on next year, people. Right here, okay? This is number one. Let's see if we can. I, I, it's such a blessing to give during that season, right? 
And we've been, so, we've been so blessed with such generosity. I want to see us beat 81 next year, not for the sake of beating 81, but for the sake of blessing others in the name of Jesus Christ. Seriously, that's the reason why. So I want to see us do more. Because there are more people here, which I pray that there are. We should have more boxes, right? And more blessing to give out to other people. So I want us to do that. But this is what we did. That's pretty amazing. Okay? Another thing that we did, we had the further establish of our garden ministry. You know, we have Aaron Otzenberger out there almost every single Saturday working. And all of you people, how many of you have worked the garden ministry? Raise your hand. It's a blessing to be back there. And the garden ministry exists. The vision for the garden ministry exists for one reason and one reason alone. To help make the church the center of community again. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty awesome goal, don't you think? You wouldn't think a garden ministry would have such an awesome goal, but it does because everything we do here is for the glory of God. I'm looking forward to seeing how that ministry goes. We've got gate. It's, all, it's got a, uh, not a gate. It's got a fence around it. Isn't that cool? There's a fence around it right now. I think that's, that's awesome. I have a black thumb. There's green stuff growing back there. Aaron promises me anybody can do this. He has not witnessed my backyard. Just saying. You can pray for that, Aaron. You can pray for that. All right. What else has happened? Well, if, if I could go through the list, there would just be too much. We have had the generosity of our people. Our, our flyers went out because of the generosity of our people. This wasn't in the budget. This was not something we scheduled for. Somebody in, in just the burdening of God said, let's reach as many people as we can for Jesus in our community. And we made a plan and we started sending out flyers. Some people here today because of those flyers. That's a pretty amazing thing, don't you think? All for the glory of God. Very much under the radar. We've got a new youth director. Happens to be my son, and he's doing a great job. And how did that happen? Because of the giving of these people right here. Because that wasn't in the budget. And people, out of their generosity, made something happen that wasn't going to happen otherwise. And we're seeing growth as a result of that in our youth ministry and in the young adult ministry as a result of faithfulness for you. We've had lots of people giving for AV stuff. Stuff that's happening in the back changes that you see little things here and there. And that doesn't count all the little things that all of you already do. Teachers who bring in your own materials and say, hey, this was in there, but I thought I was down at Walmart and I thought this would be so great for the kids. And I know you guys do it. You know why? Because I do it too. Man. And what do we do it for? For ourselves? No, we do it for the glory of God. For the glory of God. This is what's happened behind the scenes all this time for you, for me, for this church. I could go on and on, and I want to go on about it. I want to see God doing even greater things this next year, don't you? But I want to let you guys know, he's already doing great things through you. And it's seen, and it's recognized. So if you don't think that people see your contribution, please understand that we do. But we do it for the glory of God, that Jesus might be exalted, and he has been, and it's been awesome to see. So first of all, just you guys, a round of applause for all of you, because God has done great things through you, seriously. 
What happens? What happens when we start looking for the future, though, when we start looking for 2024? Because 2023 was great, but we're not living 2023 again. Some of you are like, please, Lord, no, I don't want to live 2023 again. But 2024 is a new year. We're different. We're older. We may not want to admit we're older, Greg, but (laughs) we don't want to admit that we're older, but we are older and we're growing and God wants us to continue to grow as individuals and as a body. And so what things are we hoping to see for the future? So these are the things that we're going to see that we're really hoping to see, that we're making plans to see for the future. First one is this, is the establishment of a video ministry. We want a video ministry. If you are good at video, here's what I'm going to tell you to do right now. You can pull out your phone. Today is the day you can pull out your phone. Because our vision is is not just a vision for you guys to be awe and inspired. It's It's a vision for you to be a part of, okay? So pull out your phone. Remember our text and church number is 505-207-4443. Yes, I have it memorized. Didn't even need the slide. If you like editing videos, then we need you in video ministry. If you have creative ideas for videos, we need you in video ministry. And you know why we need you in video ministry? Because God wants you to be used in ways that's going to affect the world around us. So if any of you like video, I want you to text video ministry to that number. Okay, 505-207-4443. Tell us your name because it only gives us your number, not your name. So tell us your name, all that stuff, and we're going to get back with you on that, okay? And the reason why we want the establishment of the video ministry initially is this. We want to bring back testimonies through our video ministry. Wouldn't it be great to hear the great things that God is doing in people's lives? I've heard testimonies, and many people have talked about, man, we would love to have testimonies back. And so we want to try and do something a little different with our testimonies, to give you the opportunity to share your testimony, to have those video editors edit your testimony, and then on Sunday mornings up here, Maybe in place of a baptism, maybe we don't have a baptism that day, but we have a video testimony that day. That's there for everybody to see the good things that God is doing in this place. Because we can forget. We can, we're forgetful people, right? And we get, get into that meandering thing of, oh, I went to church today, but I didn't hear about what God has done. And we need to hear what God has done. And so we want to answer that. But we also want to create opportunities for others to use their gifts and talents behind the scenes to make those testimonies shine. So there's that. How many of you are excited about the idea of bringing back some testimonies and seeing people doing that? If you have a testimony and you'd like to be able to share that testimony via video, we'll talk to you about how to do that. There's a number of different ways we can make that happen. We want you to text the word testimony to 505-207-4443 and write your name. Again, doesn't give your name, it gives you number. Write your name down so that we know who you are and we can get back in contact with you. It doesn't mean it'll happen on any specific Sunday. I'll tell you that ahead of time. So you need to have a testimony that's going to be edifying for the body as a whole on any given Sunday, okay? So let's make sure we, we keep that in mind. But we want to bring that back in. 
Next thing we're going to be doing, we're working on having a couple of conferences right here at Heights. Not someplace else, not traveling off to Dallas or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. Hopefully we'll get to go to Dallas and do other things too. I'm not against going to conferences other places. But guess what? God has given us people here who are equipped to, guess what, encourage others. I've been already working, so there's two conferences that, that I'm hoping to see. One in July, most likely a parents' conference that we're working on right now. And working on bringing in speakers to come for the main sessions. And then our people, our people, people sitting with you are going to be doing the workshops. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. You know why? Because our community needs encouragement for parenting. Our daycare needs encouragement for parenting. Our city needs encouragement for parenting. We want to outreach and we want to inreach with this conference. We want to outreach to the community that doesn't know Jesus, that we might be able to be a light to them. And we want to inreach for our community who does know Jesus to build a stronger foundation of faith in these families who want to raise their children in the Lord. That's what we want. That's what we're hoping for in July. Already have a couple of speakers who are willing to come down. And all of this is available because we already have people who are generous enough to want to bring these people in so we don't have to cover that cost because it ain't in the budget. But you know what? God's providing. Pretty cool, right? Pretty cool. Second conference is a worldview conference that we're hoping to do in October, sometime in October. The reason in October is it's going to take a while to get everybody together. And I'm hoping, I don't want to give any names right now because there's some big hopes. David knows because I've told him. There's some big hopes and they're very realistic. We could have some, some names that you would probably think you'd see over at Calvary or something like that right here in our church. But I want our people doing the workshops. You know why? Because you're equipped to do it. We have people who are here or who are equipped to share from a worldview conference, be edifying to the greater community of Christ. These are the two conferences that we're looking forward to in 2024. We're going to make them happen. We're going to learn how to do it. We're going to stumble along figuring out. We're going to need all of you to help us make those things happen, whether it's doing flyers or other stuff that you guys can do, all of the background work so that we can be inviting more people into this place to hear about the good news of Jesus Christ because everything that we do is so that we might fulfill the great commission that Jesus has given us. Amen? You guys getting a little pumped? Is this kind of cool? Am I the only one excited about this? Because I'm pretty excited. I'm being honest. All right. So another thing that we're, we're wanting to do is We want to bring training to the forefront. One of the things that God has placed upon my heart and the thing that I believe that God has equipped me best to do is to train people. I love training people up and releasing them off into ministry. But we have to be more intentional with our training. How much of our training is that, hey, you want to do this? All right, we're just going to throw you in a classroom or throw you back there wherever you're going to serve and hope that you figure it out by watching, you know, Ed back there. We don't, I don't, is there an Ed in here? If there's an Ed in here, I'm not speaking about you. It's a different Ed. Anyway, so we're going to throw you back there and hopefully you'll figure it out over time. We're going to do better and we're going to start equipping our people in every area. That How many of you would say, I would volunteer for certain areas if I knew that I was trained before I walked into a classroom or whatever it is, whatever skill set it was. How many of you would feel more confident? It's like, you gave me four weeks of training and I felt like I could walk into that. 
I would volunteer. Otherwise, I'd say no. How many of you say that step means something to me? Look at all these hands right there around you, everybody. All these extra volunteers that we would have if we just did that. Well, we're going to start doing that and creating an environment where training takes place so that when we say you're volunteering, we're not going to volunteer in a vacuum saying show up on Sunday morning and we'll throw you in and I hope you do okay. It's going to be so much more than that. And we start this year. And so that's what we want to do in every area. And so one of the things we talk about, we're talking about doing is creating what would be called training life groups because it's part of our life group. We're called a disciple and discipleship is all what our life groups are all about. So these training life groups will be limited in nature. While you're going to this training life group, you don't have to go to another life group. You can go to another life group if you want. But during this training time, you're there for a specific season, for a specific purpose, to be trained up and equipped to do the work of God. That's what discipleship is. So our training life groups, when we're training on ProPresenter, is equally as valid as when we're in Roger's life group on a Sunday morning. Why? Because we're being trained up, equipped for our works of service. Isn't that what, isn't that what discipleship is? That's what we're going to be doing. And so we're going to be more intentional concerning that. And so those of you who have your hands raised and said, if I just had the training, watch out. Because we're going to come and get you now. Okay? But you, through that training and through your service, are going to be a huge blessing to all of us. So thank you ahead of time. So with that being said, guess what? We're looking forward to... FPU coming in 2024, this wonderful training life group. You know why? Because we're being discipled about money so that we can understand our money better. If you've never taken FPU before and you want to learn how to handle money God's way, we're going to have an opportunity for classes that are going to happen this year. Think about it ahead of time if you've never taken it. Or if you have taken it before and you want a refresher in that course, we would love for you to be about that again because guess what? Money doesn't make the world go around, but it sure helps with us and our bills, right? And knowing how to use our money well honors and glorifies God. And so we want to know how to use that well. So FPU is coming in 2024. It'll be one of our training life groups during that time. Financial Peace University. Thank you, Craig. Craig is saying you're using that you're using that code talk again. That's what he's saying over there. All right. So, what else have we got going on? Well, we're going to be doing our F3 events still, and so we got about ten of these F3 events that we're hoping to have over the course of the year, having lots of fun and fellowship together. And our purpose for them together is to increase our faith by doing something either outward focused or inward focused, or both. We'll explain in a minute. Anyway, so our first one this year is going to be on Saturday, January twentieth. I can tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be the division, first division game that's played that day. That's probably going to be around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, but I don't have an exact time yet. But the purpose of this time getting together is going to be very simple. We have a conference that's coming up for our youth and for our young adults. And that conference is not in town, it's out of town. And it's the reality conference. And it's a worldview conference. It's amazing. It's something we've done for the last couple of years. If you've been a part of it, raise your hand. Or give me a whoop, whoop. Oh, that's pitiful. (laughs) Try again. 
Come on, come on, people. If you've been there, tell me. Go, woo, woo. There we go. That's better. All right. These people have gone. It's been an amazing conference for us to go to. They get to hear from some amazing speakers about issues that they're dealing with today. This is for mid-high, high school, and college-age students. And so if you're college age, guess what? You can go to this conference. We've only made it available mid-high and high school up until this year. We would love for you to go with us if you're a college age and say, man, I would love to, to go to something like that. The cost is kind of pricey. It's, it's come out around $400. But here's the thing. We want to help with that. And part of helping with that is this F3 event that's going to happen on the 20th. We want if that you are interested in going to this conference, we want you there at this F3 event so that people can see your face. And if you are interested in finding out more about the people who do want to go to this conference, we want you there. We're going to be doing football stuff together. We're going to be enjoying things, but we're going to pray over those who are wanting to go. We're going to offer an opportunity for any who need financial help along the way to get sponsored by somebody personally within our body who says, this is important for you. I want you to be able to go. You can't afford the full price. I'm going to help you. But you got to be there for the event to be able to do all that. We want to make it easy for them and easy for you. And we want you praying for them. You know why? Because they're being attacked in ways that you have no idea. And this is the first of many events that we're going to be doing that helps us put our faith into action while having a whole lot of fun in the process of it. You know? I don't even know who's going to be in the divisional round at that time. I know that um, we have the Browns over here wanting the Browns to be there. They got their shirts ready. They're like, we're in the playoffs. We got David over here with the Lions. They're, they're praying for a Lions-Browns Super Bowl right now. That's what they're going for. So is Craig over there. So, so that's what's going on. But come and be a part of these events. It's going to be, a, uh, it's going to be fantastic. But we're going to do more than just gather together. We're going to do something for the body or something for outside the body so that we could be a witness to Christ around us. Um, not just that. It's, it's all of the fellowships that we're going to have because these aren't going to be the only fellowships. We're going to have other fellowships where we gather together to encourage one another, whether we do potlucks. Look, I love having potlucks with my family. You guys are my family. I love having potlucks with you finding out what's going on in your life, what, what ways we can encourage one another. I love it when we encourage one another to do other things. I love the cookie social we did this past year where we got to do cookies, but not just that, but to do the same type of thing, an outreach event, right, through our gathering together of bringing cookies to one another. Who doesn't like cookies? That's what I thought. So this is what we're going to be. And that's going to be kind of the word. It's going to be intentional because we have goals. We've got goals for 2024. They are big goals. Do you guys like big goals? Seven of you like big goals. The rest of you are like, I'm scared right now. I don't even know what you're going to say next. We got big goals for next year. I'm going to show you what I believe because I, I love what Paul did. If we don't make a goal, if we don't put a goal out there, we never hit it, do we? And we don't feel responsible for it, right? See, the Great Commission is our responsibility, but the Great Commission, just those words put together, even though they are the words of Jesus Christ, 
have no weight in and of itself until there's some tangible things that we say, yeah, that there's something that leads us toward that end, right? So I'm going to throw one out for you. How about this? That we have 200 in regular attendance by the end of this year. Amen? Two hundred in regular attendance by the end of this year. That can seem overwhelming because, as Chris will tell you, he has looked at the history of our church since I've been here for 20 years. And as far as uh, in having 200 even in one service is an outlier, right? The whole idea of having 200 consistently here. This is consistent. This is, these are people who are coming every single week to this place to be edified by the body of Jesus Christ together in community. 200 is a big number. It can seem overwhelming in some respects. There's over 100 here today. Who did the count today? What's the count? We're at 120 today. 120 people. So here's the thing. Oh yeah, 200 in attendance and 250 in attendance for one service this year. Like that could be Christmas next year, you know, where lots more people come for that Christmas service. So 200 is your regular attenders. So I want you guys to understand what I'm saying. We're not saying as soon as we see 200 here, first of all, praise God. We're going to praise God for 200 when 200 shows, right? But we're going to praise God even more when 200 stays. That's, what's, that's what we're looking for. And then we want to see 250 here for one service sometime this year. Now, that can seem daunting. Like I said, we got a 20-year history where that ain't happened. It hasn't happened yet. I've been here 20 years. We might have had one or two services. I think the biggest service we ever had was right after 9-11. We think we had over 300 people then. People were desperate for Jesus. People don't realize they really are desperate for Jesus. It's our job to remind them and bring them to a place where they can hear about that hope. That's why they need to be here. So, how do we fulfill these goals? Well, let's break it down real easy. There's 120 of you here today. If everyone reached one, just one. You're a family. Reach one family for Jesus Christ. If you reach one family for Jesus Christ and the family next to you reaches one family for Jesus Christ and they become part of our community, we have doubled in size. Boom. Just like that. And that's just one family. That's it. One family for every family who's here. All of a sudden, that doesn't sound like a big goal anymore. Maybe we should try to triple our size, right? But in order for us to reach that one family... We're going to have to be intentional. It's not just a matter of I did my one outreach this month and I'm hoping that that'll be enough to do that. No, we need to be outreaching all the time, people. This is a place where they get to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. They get to hear the good news of Jesus Christ and that changes people. We, those baptismal waters are stirred because people hear the good news of Jesus Christ, accept what he's done and they go up there and confess for everybody else to see, I'm a follower of Christ. I want to see a lot more of that, don't you? Only going to happen when you and I open our mouth. 
It's only going to happen when we go in, in the front, we take those little cards that we have and we hand them out to somebody else. We personally invite them. We say, hey, show up. We'll, we'll go out to lunch afterwards. We want you and your family here. It's going to happen when you and I start praying for those people who are in desperate need of Jesus, who are our friends, who are our family, who are our co-workers, who are the just acquaintance that we met at Walmart. That's how I met my wife. Never know what's going to happen at Walmart. <laughs> just saying. But when I met my wife, I didn't know Jesus. After four months of dating, my wife came up to me and says, I can't believe I haven't asked you this. Would you like to go to church with me? And soon I found myself there. Don't discount the value of an invitation to those who need. We need to pray. You and I need to pray a whole lot more for the lost, those people around us. So I'm going to propose something. I'm going to tell you right now some of the things that we can do. I'm going to propose some things that we start doing as a congregation together to help us get this word out so we can fulfill our goal of 200. And if God blesses us and we have 300 in this place, we'll praise him, won't we? And if God blesses us and we have to make two services, we'll bless him, won't we? We will praise his name because of his goodness, because of what he's doing for changing people's lives. But it starts with you and me recognizing this is our commission. This isn't my commission as the pastor. This is our commission. Every single one of us as believers in Jesus Christ are called to do this. And if we go out and ask God to give us one family, I believe in wholeheartedness he's going to give us one. Or maybe you get none and the person next to you gets two. I don't know how he's going to work it out on the averages. But I believe that we're going to see that type of growth because you and I will be intentional about bringing people to this place where they can hear about the good news of Jesus Christ every single week. That's my promise to you. That's my promise to you. And I've been here long enough that I pray that you know I'm faithful toward that end. And I pray to continue to be faithful toward that end. So what are we going to do? What are some things we're going to do? Number one, this place up front here, around where I'm standing, at the end of every service, will be a place for you to come and pray. We're going to talk about it every single week. It'll be a place for you to pray for those whom you know who are lost and you're praying to reach out to. No elder is going to meet you up here or anything like that. If you're around this stage area right here, this is where you're going to come and you're going to pray. Why is it important for us to walk down and pray in front? Because it provides an accountability before us and God. Of course we can pray in our chair, right? It's easy to pray in our chair. Nobody sees that. But if we're praying up here, then there's somebody on our mind and heart that we're wanting to reach out to or we're asking God to help us to see whoever that is. We need to have a culture of doing that, don't you guys think? And not all of you can come up here. I'm, I'm looking at some of you who are there like, I'd love to be able to do that, and I understand that. So some of you who might be a little bit physically, like that's a little bit hard for me, here's what I want you to do. Raise your hand where you're at at the end of the service. We'll come to you, and we will pray with you. Okay? Now, elders will still be up here on the sides for any other prayer requests or prayer needs or anything like that. But we as a people, this has got to become part of our mission. 
It's got to be a visible part of what we, on a weekly basis, want to see. We want to see changed lives for Jesus Christ. So this front of this altar, this beige thing right here, is where we come for prayer, for prayer for those who need Jesus that we're going to reach out to. That's the first thing. Got to be covered in prayer. Second thing is that we need to like and comment and subscribe and share our social media. I know that seems like such a small thing, right? It's like some of you are like, I see you. I've had people come up to me and say, I see all the posts and I don't comment, but I look at it all the time. And some of you are like that. And that's good. I, I want to say, first of all, thank you. Because a lot of you see our social media posts. But our posts are there. And the more you comment on it or like on it or answer the questions that are there, the more it gets put into your feed so that others who know you see it as well. And when you share it on your feed, the people you know get to see that as well. So you're starting to see invitations on a weekly basis that are showing up on our Facebook feed. Put it on your page. You know why? Because then others can see when we're meeting, where we're meeting, what time we're meeting, and what we're talking about. And maybe they'll show up. You never know. Have any of you ever gone to a website because Facebook had an advertisement there? And you said, oh, I need that. Or one of your friends posted something. You said, that was cool. And you clicked on it. Anybody ever done that with one of your friends? Nobody. You guys are all liars. Okay, I do it to all yours. Okay. We do that. So the more that we do that, guess what? More people are going to see us doing that. Look, why are we doing it? We're doing it for one reason and one reason alone, so that people will see where they can come and hear about Jesus. That's, that's the reason why. This is a place where people can come and hear about Jesus. So it means post a YouTube devotional on your page for the day if it struck you. Oh, that was awesome. I've had people come up to me and said, that was awesome. That's good. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm glad it was a blessing to you. But I don't want it to be just a blessing to you. I want it to be a blessing to everybody. So share it onto your page so that everybody else can see it too. Talk about what it did for you. You know, how God used it. It's going to be great testimony. We're just going to get better at testimonies. Isn't that awesome? 2024, getting better at testimonies. Amen, right? All right. Hey, we got an online store. You guys know that? Do we have an online store for an online store's sake? Do I care if we have three million people, you know, go to our site so they can have all this nice Heights Christian merch, right? The reason for our store is very simple. That people would be able to see a passive witness. Hey, you go to that church? Yeah. What kind of church is that? I see, I see that you have a tag. How many of you have ever seen tags on somebody else's car or window stickers or whatever else on somebody else's car and you've wondered about the church that they go to? Raise your hand. I do. Look at that. It works. You could have somebody who sees a bumper sticker for Heights Christian Church follow you into our parking lot. And then our security team can tackle them. I don't know. But still, they can follow you into the parking lot. And walk into this place because you were a passive billboard. And they got to hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. This is why we do it. Not because we need all that. We don't even try to make money off of it. I don't think we're making any money off of it, are we? No, we're not, not covering costs. We're just wanting to be a billboard. 
So be a billboard. Especially if it's hard to talk. Maybe you want them to start the conversation. So wear something that gets something's a conversation going. The other thing is just the personal invitations. When you're out and you're talking with other people, talk with your waitress or your waiter. We do it all the time. Pray with them. Invite them to church. Give them a card. It's really not that hard. Some of you are bolder than others. Some of you are like, I'll tell every waiter. Bum, 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 bum. Awesome. Use the gift that God has given you, but be intentional because the more intentional you and I are, the more we're going to see this vision of 2024 really take place. And so what's the vision of 2024? Well, really it comes from what we're doing in our study. So our study this year is lessons from history because we're doing all of the historical books from the Word of God, both Old Testament and New Testament. So it covers Joshua all the way through Esther, that big old chunk right there, as well as Luke and Acts in the New Testament. Amazing things. And what we're going to find and what we'll be focusing on as we do our study is we'll be focusing on people this year. We've gone through this, the, the histories before, but the history is, is moved by people who either did something for God or didn't do something for God, right? That's what we see. When we look in the annals of history concerning Scripture, that's all God cares about, are the ones that did something for God and the ones who didn't do something for God. That's how they're remembered as righteous people because they had a mind for God or they didn't have a mind for God. And even the ones who had a mind for God didn't do everything right. They messed up. We fall. I thought, I thought Greg's uh, uh, communion meditation was awesome today. And we want to bring people to under, that understanding of the grace of Jesus Christ. And it's only going to happen when we do that. So as we look through the annals of Scripture, our mantra this year is do something for God. That's what we're going to be doing. Because if we're believers in Christ, then people should be looking at us in such a way to say, that person does something for God. I know that they do blank, this, or this, or this, or this. We should be known, because that's, that's how we're known, is by our works. We're not saved by our works, but we're known by them. So are people looking at you and saying, I know that they are a follower of Jesus because of what they do? That's going to be us this year. That's what we're going to focus on. And so when we look in Joshua, and we look at Joshua, and we look at the judges, and we look at everybody else, we're going to look at the good examples and the bad examples. And my prayer is that you and I will understand why the good examples are good and why the bad examples are bad. And that we would have it in our heart that we're going to do something for God. Because if we decide that we're going to be a people this year that do something for God in all of these areas, I, uh, I imagine seeing this place full of people needing Jesus Christ. Don't you? You imagine? How many of you know more than one person who needs Jesus in your life? More than one family member who needs Jesus? Raise your hand. More than one coworker who needs Jesus? All you retired people. More than one friend who needs Jesus. Then you and I should be praying a lot. You and I should be praying a lot. We should keep our eyes on 
his goal for our life, which is the Great Commission, which is to make disciples of all nations. And that starts with us going. So we have to go to them. We have to share the good news of Jesus Christ. We have to bring them to a place where they can hear Jesus. We could be just like the woman at the well. The Samaritan woman at the well. You know what is not said of her? She didn't go into great theological talks. She brought them to a place where they could meet Jesus for themselves. That place in community is here. We need people in this place who need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. We do. And if we do, Man, I'm just excited. Can I just tell you, all of this is pretty exciting. The idea of having two conferences here, a conference that the youth and the uh, college-age students are going to go away to, the idea that you and I are going to be inviting so many more people to this place and wondering who's filling all of these empty sections and how many of those unused chairs in the back can we fill up in the sanctuary before we start saying, might need another service. Wouldn't that be all cool stuff? Do you believe that Jesus can do abundantly more than all we ask or imagine according to his grace? I do. I believe he can. But that happens when you and me take seriously this vision. Because this isn't my vision. I can't do it by myself. This isn't your vision on an individual level because you can't do it by yourself. The only way this vision gets fulfilled is us in community doing this together for the glory of God. So as the praise team is coming back up here, here's what I want you to do real quick. Everybody's going to stand. How many of you are excited for what this year is going to bring? That's so much. I didn't even have to get on to you on that one. That's pretty good. How many of you know somebody you'd like to pray for today? This altar is open. And it will be open all year. You come, you pray. If you have other needs, our elders are going to be up front over here on each side. We want you here for that. Other than that, we're going to celebrate the good things we believe God is going to do in this place. Because guess what? Every single one of us, our mantra this year is we're going to do something for God. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for this day, for this time, for this vision, for this next year, because there's a lost and dying world out there. We know that they need Jesus. Help us, dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, to be salt and light, to offer invitations, to bring them to a place where they're going to hear the gospel of good news of Jesus Christ. Help us as believers in Christ to fill this altar on a weekend, week out basis because we are convicted that other people need Jesus and we need to pray for them. We need to pray for the courage to approach them concerning the good news of Jesus Christ, whether we do it with our own lips or whether we bring them into this place. God, give us courage. Make outreach a part of our lives that we're thinking about all the time. Every time we go someplace to eat, every time that somebody is waiting on us, every time we find ourselves in line next to somebody else, maybe we be thinking about their eternal souls and give us an opportunity to plant that seed, dear Heavenly Father, because you want us to do something for God, because you've called us to make disciples, and making disciples means that we go. Help us, O oh Lord. Thank you for all that we've done. 
and all that we're going to do this year for your glory, for your namesake. In Jesus' name, amen.